Blast. And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps postgame show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the only multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Shout to Skip and the crew. I see, I know Skip. I see him on the Instagram feed. He's out in London, England, doing his thing right now. Uh, but of course, you can always go by, see the rest of the crew holding down the shop at Clean Cuts on the Danforth in the Eastern Toronto. Shouts to the whole crew there. And shouts to you guys for tuning in right now. If you are live on the Twitter feed at Shell Alexander, we're taking your comments and questions there. As always, blessed with the like, blessed with the retweet. Same thing goes on Instagram. Shouts to the Instagram posse. Rolling as always. Huge shouts to the regulars on the Instagram feed. And of course, if you are there on Instagram and you want to see the full feed, again, click the link in bio. That will get you to the full set, the full audio, all that fun stuff. And a huge shout to the people that will be listening to this in the morning. Because on the East Coast, it's about 1.22 a.m. right now. So huge shouts to the podcast people that will be listening to this on their morning commute, whether you're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Huge shouts to those people as well. Thank you for tuning into this Wrap It Up podcast as the Raptors win a nice game, a solid game, 121-113 against the Warriors. And you know what? I'm going to say this first off. It was just great to see the Raptors on that court again. Because every time I see Golden State's court, there's a part of me that's always going to go back to thinking of the Raptors winning the NBA championship. I can't be the only one that's like that. But whenever I see that Golden State court, something about that yellow (laughs) on the hardwood, I don't know. Just brings back fond memories. It was great scrolling the timeline today, seeing all the different videos, seeing all the different montages from the Raptors championship run. That was really cool. I enjoyed that today. And hey, the Warriors, they had a little bit more juice in this game than they probably had for most of the season, as of course, Steph Curry was playing for the first time since the fourth game of the season. Yeah, Steph Curry broke his hand. And as some would say, I've been quoting uh, my guy, Uh, Cuffs the Legend on Twitter who said Steph Curry's been on smoke management this season because it took him four months to come back from a broken hand. Story for another day. But after 58 games, Steph Curry made his his return to the lineup tonight against the Toronto Raptors. And obviously it would be his first game with Andrew Wiggins. There was no um, Draymond Green who was out with knee soreness. So... You're seeing the Warriors, but they're not really the Warriors, right? A completely different looking team. Obviously, we know Clay's out for the whole season. Obviously, we know there's no Kevin Durant. So there are a lot of new names, a lot of new faces getting a lot of time for Golden State. But either way, the Raptors aren't going to, you know, hold a pity party for anyone on Golden State as the Raps continue to deal with their own injuries. And they welcome back Serge Ibaka to the lineup after he missed three games with a bum knee. And so... Raps happy to get Serge back in the lineup. And to have a situation where you're able to clinch a playoff berth at the earliest point of a season in franchise history 
against the same team that you just won the NBA championship against on the same, well, not on the same floor because there's a new stadium, but you know what I mean? In the same area code, let's say, which I don't even know if it's the same area code. But anyways, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Against the same squad in the same Northern Cali spot that you won an NBA title, that's pretty cool. And so if you're the Toronto Raptors, there's a lot on the line here. You're still in the middle of your five-game road trip. You're trying to, you know, obviously add more wins to that column on your road trip. So you're going against Golden State, and I feel like there's always going to be a little more juice because whereas the Warriors look like a very different team, the Raps, obviously there's no Kawhi, obviously there's no Danny Green, but you still got Kyle, you still got Pascal, you still got Norm, and those guys showed up for the Raps in different ways. I think that was really key. So the Raptors start this game, and it was really back and forth early on, right? I feel like the Warriors were getting a little bit of juice with Steph, even though he wasn't hitting shots. Just Steph being on the court and running around, and he was tossing some you know, nice passes to Damian Lee, who was hitting early threes. I think that kind of you know gave them some juice and got some juice up in the building as well. And if not for that, and if not for the Raps' composure that this team has, as we always talk about that, you know, they're not really shook in many moments. So, like, the crowd getting hype, they obviously don't fear Steph Curry, so it wasn't really that big of a deal. But Serge going to work early, it was good to see Serge back in the lineup, and the Raptors really trying to find him early, getting him some easy paint touches. And while that was happening, while Serge was going... It was almost like Kyle Lowry still was feeling the fumes, the champagne fumes from Oracle. Because Kyle Lowry came out early in that first quarter, and in that first 10 minutes, Lowry had 10 points, 5 assists, and he was really controlling the game, but also just giving the Raps that energy. Raps get out to a 32-27 lead after one, and both teams, there was a quick pace to this game as well as both teams were doing a really good job of passing the ball, as both had nine assists on their first 11 field goals made. And that just shows it was, it was a good style of basketball. You know, a lot of ball movement, a lot of passing, a lot of passing up good shots for great shots. And that led to really good play early on. But as hot as Kyle Lowry was at the very start of the game, there was no one as hot throughout the entire game as your man's Norman Powell. And Norm came into this game in his three previous games since coming back from his injury. Norm put up 22 points, 24 points, 26 points. Norm then decided that in the second quarter, he was just going to take over this game. Norm scored the Raptors' first 15 points of the second quarter, and he was just going off. He started 5 of 5 in that quarter, and the only other points the Raptors scored early on was. Terrence Davis just, I mean, Terrence Davis had two massive, massive dunks. And it's not that the Raps got much from their bench in this game, but they got two loud dunks from Terrence Davis. Especially that second one was mean. Had me instantly online trying to find where the Kevin Harlan call of that was because if you're a basketball head, basketball junkie, you know how hype Kevin Harlan gets on those calls. And so that's kind of a, you know, an NBA like, realist you want to find that call but huge plays by Terrence Davis but as big as those dunks were they couldn't overshadow what Norm was doing and the key to to me from what Norm was doing was that it was 
every single way you could score, Norm was getting it done. It was going to the basket aggressively. It was finishing with his left hand, finishing with his right hand at the rim. It was shooting threes. It was getting it off the dribble. Norm just, when he's in that zone, it doesn't seem like you can stop it. It's just insane. He finished that second quarter with 19 points in the third, which is the most by any Raptor this season. And at that point, he had 23 points at the half on 9 of 14 shooting. When Norm is shooting at that clip, the Raptors just become a different team. And I know this isn't even their full team because they're still missing Fred Van Fleet, who, you know, eases the minutes that you have in the game where you don't have a true point guard on the floor, so your offense stalls, which is something we saw in this game for sure. But when the Raps just needed buckets, there was Norman Powell. Every time it seemed like Golden State was trying to make a bit of a push and they were getting back into the game, Norm was there to get another bucket. And even though Terrence Davis came in the game, it wasn't really he wasn't really doing much. The Raps bench, Boucher barely got some minutes. Matt Thomas got a quick run. Same with Rondé. But it was Norm holding it down for that lineup overall. And it was needed because Pascal struggled mightily in this game, especially early on. And so for Norm to have 19 in the first half and kind of ease the tensions of the raps kind of like don't worry guys i got this you're just buying time until someone else can make shots and we keep asking if this is just who norm is now right because raptors fans will remember norm's inconsistencies it's not new it's been going on for a while but if you're a raptors fan you've been watching this whole season and you're kind of i know there's been part of us that's sitting there waiting for you know is this really norm now and the more that he's on the court, as long as he stays on the floor, we're seeing that this is Norman Powell. You're coming to expect that he's going to get to 15 points, and if his shot's really hitting, if he's really feeling it, or, you know what, let's be honest, if the Raps really need it, he's the one that's really capable of going from, okay, I got you guys 15, to bang, he just took over a quarter, and all of a sudden you're talking about Norm sitting at 22 points, or 25 points, or whatever, but bottom line, you got to give it up to Norman Powell because what he's doing right now for this Toronto Raptors team is incredible. It is. And 37 points on 13 of 20 shooting is, that's lights out. That's high level efficiency. Then add in he's four of eight from three. What more do you want from Norman Powell in that instance to, again, he's the only one giving you consistent scoring. I mean, other guys are trying to chip in here and there. And you were getting, you know, OG, I think, had a very solid game. A very, like, OG-like game. You know, like, kind of the OG game you can count on, if that makes sense. 14 points, efficient, 5 of 7 from the floor, 3 of 4 from 3, but 4 rebounds, 3 steals. Do you know what I mean? Like, you see OG getting in at that 12 to 15 range, right? That's what I keep talking about this year. So solid performance from OG in his normal, regular, good defense as always. But in terms of high level carrying the scoring load, that's Norm Powell. He's just got it cooking. And let's be serious, you're going against Steph Curry, who a lot of times, a lot of other teams, maybe not a team like the Raps who've seen this before, but other teams, when Steph gets it going... Because he did in that second quarter. He had 11 points as well in that second cue. And there's one point where Steph hits a crazy, like, 
fall away three pointer that made it a seven point game, part of an 11 2 run. It was just a thing where Steph was giving these guys energy. And when you look at the rest of the Warriors, it's a bunch of different guys, right? Obviously, there's no Clay, there's no Draymond on the floor tonight, no KD. But you're looking at a lot of guys like Damian Lee gave them great minutes tonight. Um, Paschal gave them great minutes tonight. And I think the thing with Paschal off the bench, 16 points for him, but a lot of energy. Eight assists, four rebounds. He's just kind of all over the place. Same thing with Damian Lee. And then what happens at the end of the game now, when you need those guys to maybe hit a wide open shot, that's when you realize the levels to it, right? So they're good role players, but without Steph or without Draymond, sorry, without Clay, those guys got to play up a level and they're not able to get to that next gear, which is doing it in crunch time or the level that we're seeing Norm Powell get to this season. Maybe with time, because it seems like they got some solid guys. Like, Damian Lee is showing he is an NBA player. Same with Eric Paschal, showing that he is an NBA player. Marquise Chris, someone who, obviously the Suns, who are not a good team, but they were willing to just give up on him not too long ago. He got some time with the Cavs. They didn't really care about him either. But now you put him in a system with, I don't want to say a good coaching, you know, a good coaching staff. I didn't want to diss the other team's coaching staffs, but let's be real. A team with a structure, right? A team with a veteran presence. And Chris is getting 17 and 12. So it's interesting seeing some of these other guys on Golden State, but you kind of knew that realistically, if they were going to beat this Toronto Raptors team, it was going to be because of Steph Curry. And with that said, Steph... First game back, 23 points, 6 of 16 shooting, 7 assists, 7 rebounds. But, as mentioned in the post game by Norman Powell himself, he took the challenge. So if you're going to tell me Norman Powell's going to be out here dropping 37 points in a game, shooting 4 of 8 from 3, 13 of 20 overall, and guarding Steph Curry? <laughs> I don't know. Norm is just on another level right now. And until proven otherwise, we almost have to come to expect this from Norm. Because the issue, too, with Norm is he never lacked the confidence, right? Norm was always never afraid of taking the shots. Norm was never afraid of the moments. He always wanted the smoke. It just seems like now he's more confident in his game, more confident in his abilities. He's more under control in everything that he does, whether it's going to the basket, whether it's taking the jump shot. He's confident in his game, and he's reading the game, reading the defense on a better level too. It never really looks like he's forcing it. Even when, you know, he had Chris in his grill, and he faces up and shoots over, what, a seven-footer, he's under control and doing it. And once the shots start going in, Norm starts getting more confident. Look out. But... As mentioned, Norm was doing it the midway through the game, and he's giving the Raps time, buying time for someone else to step up. And I tweeted this during the game. I said, unless Norm is going for 50, somebody else is going to have to help Norm. And that guy was Kyle Lowry. I thought a really key point of this game, because the Raptors led for the majority of it, right? But I thought a really key point of this game was the fact that in the third quarter, Golden State makes a good run. As mentioned, Damian Lee was hitting back-to-back -back threes, throwing oops to Chris. 
they cut a 14-point lead down to one after a huge alley-oop pass to Marquise Chris, right? And Norm was doing what he could. Norm answers, three-point play. He had 33, right, which was huge. There are a couple plays where Pascal's trying to find himself, and Pascal just had a horrible game, which we'll get to. But when the Raps go to their bench, and they had a bench unit that didn't really have it at all, it was McCaw, Thomas, Matt Thomas, Terrence Davis, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, and OG. And the offense really stalled. It wasn't looking good at all. But again, you're not going against the Clay or Draymond Warriors. You got a bunch of other guys. So you're able to give them a little longer rope. Give your bench a little longer rope to see if they could figure it out. And they really couldn't. But by the time Nick Nurse you know, finally decides it's time for Serge and Kyle to get back into the game, your man's Kyle Lowry was ready. And I talked about this the last pod and the pod before that. And it's the same thing where Kyle Lowry is doing his thing where he's pacing himself so well and choosing his spots when he's going to go and when he's going to get buckets. And Lowry did that tonight. And his numbers really pop out to you because it's 26 and 10, which is a bit of a coincidence. That's the same exact stat line that he had in Golden State in game six, a game that the Raps won the championship. But... Kyle Lowry just controlled the game down the stretch. And whether it was reading the screens, taking the challenge of taking the big guy and going all the way to the bucket, or whether it was just coming around and hitting a big three, which he's four for 12 from three in this game. Only two of his shots weren't three-pointers where he's getting it at the bucket. But when I say pacing the game, the other thing that Kyle Lowry does so well is know when his team needs points. And he's going to get to the free throw line. So being 10 of 10 from the free throw line is huge. And it's great for Kyle Lowry. But it was important to pay attention to when he was getting those free throws as well. Because it was at key points where the Raps might have been stalling a bit. And they needed just to get points. To stay above water. And Lowry did that. And that's what your vet point guard does. That's why he's Kyle Lowry. I mention it all the time. That's why he's so beloved by Raptors fans everywhere because it's just gutsy performances. And it's not always going to pop out on the stat sheet as well as it does tonight, where again, he had 26 points and 10 assists and 6 of 14 shooting overall. It's not always going to look that pretty. But, again, he makes winning plays down the stretch. And then once he had his little burst, where he gave the Raptors, you know, his eight straight points or whatever the little run is that Kyle Lowry always makes. I got to give them credit because crunch time, they didn't hesitate. They went back to Pascal Siakam. And this might be, this is going to sound really weird, but follow, follow me for a second here. Indulge me here, right? This might be one of the best performances Pascal Siakam has had this season. Follow me for a second here, right? Pascal Siakam looked Horrible in this game. For the majority of this game, Pascal was, his shot selection was atrocious. He kept shooting threes despite missing threes. He had terrible turnovers. I mean, even some of his assists, he had one where he was trying to dribble it in the lane and he stumbled back and happened to last second find Norm who hits a three. It was just a bad, bad night by Pascal. He was forcing things at the bucket. I even think some of the times he was getting to the free throw line, they were giving him bailout calls. 
But Pascal did not have it at all in this game. And it looked really, really, really ugly. And I kept wondering because it's the same thing where you start off 3 for 10 and you're 0 for 5 from 3 and you just keep shooting. And he finishes this game 5 of 17 for 17 points, 0 for 7 from 3. So that stat line doesn't look good, right? That's not a good stat line at all. 17 free field goal attempts for 17 points is not good by any measure. But we always talk about it on this podcast. What do you do in winning time? And as much as I crushed Pascal throughout the game, I love the fact that when the Raps needed it the most down the stretch, he came up with two big-time plays. And there's a bunch of people you got to give credit for. Obviously, Pascal for making those plays, but also to Kyle Lowry and Nick Nurse for trusting in Pascal to say, hey, I know you had a bad game. I know it might seem like you don't have it tonight, but we still trust you. We're still going to empower you with giving you the ball when we need these buckets the most. Because down the stretch, it was a two-possession game. It was a one-possession game. The Warriors are right there. And they have Steph Curry. So the game was still in the balance. And the first play, Kyle Lowry runs a pick and roll, gives the ball to Siakam. And I I know, I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back, but I'm always pointing at Pascal's shot selection because sometimes I just think he settles for those threes for no reason. Like, you can literally get that three-point shot anytime you want. So when you're not shooting it well, you don't need to take that wide-open three. But he continues to do it. That's why it was so encouraging and so good to see him down the stretch in crunch time say, okay, I'm getting to the cup. And so the first move off the pick and roll, right to the basket, layup. Next time down the floor, Kyle Lowry adjusts this time. And if you're paying attention, Kyle Lowry's waving and calling all the shots on offense for the Raptors. So the first time, he ran the pick and roll with Pascal so that the switch became Wiggins was guarding Pascal. Pascal looked up at Wiggins, food, took him right to the cup, easy bucket. Next time down the floor, you know the Warriors are thinking the Raps are probably going to try to do the same thing. But this time the Raps switch it up. Instead, it's Norm that came up to set the screen, and you could tell the Warriors were confused because they were thinking something else was coming, which is what makes the Raptors, and whether it's Nick Nurse, whether it's Kyle Lowry calling that on the fly, whoever it is, it was just great that they adjusted and switched it up on the next possession. Norm comes up, sets the screen, now you get Pascal on the mismatch, but also the Warriors are just confused. So are you switching? Are you fighting through the screen? They don't really know. But in the meantime, Pascal knows what he's doing, and he was getting all the way to the cup for the and one to basically ice the game. And you got to give the kid credit because we keep talking about it on this pod. I don't want it to say, I don't want it to sound like we're being so hard on him and we don't think that he's good. We understand that it's a process and you're going to have tough nights like this. And the reason why I say this is one of his best performances is because. You had a terrible night, a horrible night. Nobody would have blamed Kyle for, you know, trying to take those shots down the stretch because Kyle was had it going late in that fourth quarter. Nobody would have blamed Norman Powell for taking those shots late in crunch time because Norm had it cooking. But the fact that they went to Pascal Siakam and he made those two baskets late to ice the game, 
That's incredible on a lot of levels. And these are the things that I pay attention to when I'm trying to think, okay, well, what's going to happen in crunch time? What's going to happen in the playoffs? What's going to happen in the big games? And I know, hey, this is just Golden State, and it's not like he's doing this against Draymond like he was last year in the finals. I understand all that. But I just love seeing the makeup of this kid that he doesn't give up. It's not going to be something where he's discouraged and he's going to pass the ball. He's going to pass it off. So huge shouts to Pascal for getting those two buckets late and having a really good performance down the stretch, kind of erasing the fact that he didn't have it all night. So, hey, as uh, Raptors Homer writes in, growing pains, right? It's going to happen. And we're getting to watch exactly what Pascal is doing as he the glow-up continues. So the Raps being able to adjust on the fly and switch things up from the one possession to the next, huge shouts to them. Nice win, solid win. Again, Raptors win 121-113 in Golden State as they improve to 44-18 and on the season and they clinch a playoff spot. They are the second team in the East to clinch a playoff spot behind the Bucks, And this is, as mentioned, the earliest that the Raptors have clinched a playoff spot in their franchise history, both by games played and by date. So, great night for the Raps. But of course, thanks you guys for tuning in to the Wrap It Up podcast. And this is the part where we're going to take comments because a huge shout out to all you people who are rocking with us live, especially late on the East Coast. Really appreciate you guys. And this is why we do it. So we can interact with the fans, get a glimpse of what the fan base is feeling on a big game like this. And I'm going to start on Instagram as I see this comment from Fly Miss who says, I can't believe I'm still up. <laughs> To which Glow Girl Smile responds and says, we're diehard Raps fans and Sheldon's podcast gang. Gang, gang, yes. <laughs> really appreciate it. Uh, that's huge. I love it. But yeah, I mean, it's so true. This team makes it easy to watch, right? And I'm not, I don't know if everyone's like this, but a lot of times when there's hype late night games, I can't go to bed right after. Like, I might be tired leading up to the game starting or at certain points during the game, but as the game ends and the game's hype, I can't go to bed yet. I'm too hype. Too hype. So, this is why we have the pod, right? So, let's go. Let's see what's going on as well. Uh, Karen says, aren't we the Keener staying up so late? Very true. Uh, Lisa says, how about Norm with the career high? Great win for the Raps. Uh, Bicknell says... Tell them that Norm is the real deal. I want to know, are you guys fully believe? Are you guys with me right now? Like, I'm I'm starting to expect Norm to just get busy every night now. Like, Norm is giving consistent scoring. This is not a fluke. Take out the injuries and all the games that he's been playing, Norm has been getting busy and getting buckets. This is just the Norm that we're expecting now. That's where I'm at. Let me know what you guys think, though. Do you guys agree? Uh, someone says, hello from the Bay. Hey, huge shouts to you. Um, what else is going on here? Someone says, I love watching Damian Lee be salty the last minute of the game. It was funny because Damian Lee was hitting shots throughout the whole game and Steph very confidently was feeding the ball to Damian Lee a lot and passing up shots and Steph was passing it off to, I'm pretty sure Damian Lee is Steph's brother-in-law. If I'm not mistaken, Damian Lee is married to Steph's sister, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty sure on that. But 
Damian Lee in crunch time, it's a reminder that he's Damian Lee, right? And Steph should be taking those shots because at the end of the game, they had chances late and it wasn't Steph taking no shots late. So, hey, still some stuff to figure out, right? But the one thing I will say about this Golden State team, at least you have guys who the one the one silver lining of all these injuries and if you go back to and compare it to the the Warriors team from last season guys like Quinn Cook, even Andre Gudala, Kevon Looney, um those guys couldn't make shots on their own. And at least with this Warriors team having a full season without all those guys forced you to at least have players or develop players or give confidence to some other players to make plays. Because one thing, at least Damian Lee and Paschal and, you know, Marquise Chris, these guys, you could give them the ball and they can get a bucket, which is not something you could say about Warriors not named Clay and Steph in last year's finals. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying one team's better than the other, but I'm just saying think of those guys once they move down the pecking order, once Steph is fully healthy, once Draymond's in the lineup, once Clay's in the lineup, Wiggins, etc. I'm just saying those guys become solid bench dudes. It's interesting. It's interesting, no? Uh, let's see what else is going on here. Uh, Sanjay says, appreciated you staying up late for this pod, of course. What else would we be doing? We the Wrap It Up gang. Um, <laughs> Fringe Fan Wiki says, what got me to jump out of the chair? TD2, back-to-back dunks. Yo, that Terrence Davis dunk was mean. And the second one, my guy appeared like he was still going up. Like, if he needed the extra level, he had a couple more, you know, floors he could have gone on the elevator to get up and put down that dunk. Terrence Davis is a problem. Like, you can tell when he gets that head of steam in his mind, he's going up to dunk it. And (laughs) it was a sight to see. It was incredible. Uh, Let's see what else is going on. More shout shout out to Norm God, a.k.a. Storm and Norman, a.k.a. Playoff Powell. Uh, Someone calls Norm, New Norm, Mamba-esque Powell. Sounds like people are feeling the love from Norman Powell. Uh, my guy LT checks in and says, Scooby-Doo reveal, it's Kawhi with a Norm mask on. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well played, LT, well played. Um, more comments here. KL28 and a whole bunch of other numbers says, glad Pascal stayed aggressive though. The struggles, stayed aggressive through the struggles. Big buckets late with a bunch of fire emojis. Huge shouts to Pascal because that was massive. Uh, in Instagram, this is an interesting stat. Raps home and away record is almost identical. 23 and nine at home, 21 and nine on the road. That's what good teams do. And that to me, road records is something that's very important. And obviously you're not playing all good teams in your road games, right? But at least you show you have the ability to win on the road, because if you are going to make a run in the playoffs, you have to be able to win on the road. And when you look at a team like the Sixers, for example, they've struggled on the road the whole season. Um, Miami, they have a very lopsided record as well in terms of home and road splits. So you don't, you want to have home court advantage, obviously, but if you don't, 
you at least like to have some set of confidence or some bit of confidence that, hey, you can win a road game. Let's get some more comments here. Uh, Cardo Vent says, Norm is real. That mid-range game has improved his overall game. I agree. He still has that mid-range where he can get a bucket, but the fact that he shoots the three off the catch and shoot so well, or even off the dribble so well, it just elevates his game so much because the defense, because he's doing everything so under control, the defense doesn't know how to react either way. So he can make the catch. He can either make the catch and shoot or he can make the play, dribble, blow by you to the basket. You can't really guess what Norm is going to do. And he's so under control that he's reacting to the defense. Right? I think what Norm used to do before was he would have it made up in his mind what he was going to do. Right? I'm going to catch the ball and I'm going to shoot this no matter what the defense does. Or I'm going to catch the ball, I'm going to start dribbling because I'm going to drive to the basket no matter what the defense does. And I think now the game's kind of slowed down for him. And you can see him processing, okay, I caught the ball, here's where the defenders are, okay, this is what I'm going to do now and make moves. And it's just so much more under control. It's great to see. Austin says, I've been waiting for Norm to just drop off, and it hasn't happened, <laughs> right? I think you sum up a lot of the Raptors fan base. Glow Girl Smile says, yes, Norm is legit, consistent, and efficient. Um, Pastor Wesley makes a great point, says, I can't even remember the last time Norm played legitimately bad. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Alex says, Norm continuing to play this way will be huge for this team come April and beyond. Totally agree. I mean, Norm, I didn't know that I would be at this point in this season where I'm heading into the playoffs and I'm thinking, okay, Norm's going to be a real problem or Norm is going to be someone that you're going to consistently look for and hope that he gets to 25 to, or 20 a night in the playoffs. I didn't think we'd be at that point. But here we are. Like, I'm almost to a point where I'm expecting Norm to put up 20 a night in the playoffs. Didn't think I'd be there at the start of the year, but here we are. Let's get some more comments. Uh, Ann is here helping me out, and Ann says, yes, he is Steph's brother-in-law. I was pretty sure, but, you know, I always try to put up, you know, if I'm not positive, I'll say I'm not positive. No shame in my game, right? Thanks, Ann, for the, the support, the backup there. Uh, what else is going on here? Glow Girl Smile says, TD has that football toughness. <laughs> he does he does um so many comments coming in so good raptors homer says shaquille o'neal just praised pascal for those gutsy plays during crunch time um so many comments my guy lt love how the raps are able to mix things up on offense and defense seems like they always have something up their sleeve i mean that that love goes to nick nurse obviously right like we're we're becoming familiar with Nick Nurse, and I got to say Kyle as well, because you could literally see Kyle pointing and calling things out as it went along. But a great game. Great game for sure for the Toronto Raptors. A big, big time win. And it's just a nice win because, again, when you're dealing with injuries, it's tough. When you're dealing with, you know, you're on the road, there's juice in the building because Steph Curry's back. I know the Raps aren't going to be phased by that. But at the end of the day, it's still a thing where you got to give them credit for 
doing what they can and winning a tough game on the road. Regardless of who your opponents are, you still got to win the game. And I think the takeaways from this that Norm, again, was on fire. Kyle was able to lead you down the stretch. And then Pascal was able to close. That's a great night. And I'm very impressed the most by Pascal shaking off his early struggles to come up with those two key buckets. I'm really impressed with Norm's career-high 37 points while also guarding Steph Curry. That's massive. I don't know if anyone saw the clip of, uh, I think it was Taylor Rooks, that's her name, right, who does that that uh, show on Bleacher Report, but she had Chris Paul on, and Chris Paul was talking about how he always has conversations with Shay about how you used to have to guard your position in the NBA, right? Like, that was part of the deal. You had to guard up and guard your position, and dudes don't do that anymore. And to see Norm talk about how he felt so empowered by the fact that the coaching staff trusted him to guard Steph Curry as well, and then to also take that energy and still have enough to put out a career-high 37, Oh, no, man, that's another good win for the Toronto Raptors. So, again, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate you guys rocking out with me on the West on a late-night edition of the Wrap It Up podcast as we're closing in on 2 a.m. right now. Don't worry, we're about to wrap things up. Really appreciate it. So many comments. Shouts to the OG people on Instagram, at Sheldon Alexander. Huge shouts to the people rock with me live on Twitter. The comments and questions give me energy. I'm not even tired right now. I feel good right now could watch another game right now (laughs) but really appreciate you guys rocking out with us as you do live on twitter after each and every toronto raptors game at shell alexander on twitter at sheldon alexander on instagram like and follow throughout the week share and tell your friends all that fun stuff and again remember the podcast is also on soundcloud spotify itunes google play youtube Like and subscribe, everyone. Rate us, rank us, support the pod, support the move that is the Wrap It Up podcast because we are here to rep for the city of Toronto and we are here to rep your Toronto Raptors, the defending NBA champs. And you know what? It feels feels good to say that after another win against the Golden State Warriors. And I'm glad Steph Curry was in the game to take this L as well. Again, thanks, guys, for tuning in. My name is Sheldon Alexander, and like I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Boom, blast.